there is an indication from Scripture that a third of them fell in the fall of the angels so that we have the angelic fall. That that's where demons came from. Can't afford, that's why I'm frontline, hand the sword. I do the store for myself, not the cash or no damn award. I need intelligence to craft my bars. I need the medicine that grows effervescent from the hands of God. I need inheritance to slash the odds, create a pipeline to the well while you grasp the straws. Uh, eight questions, eight questions, eight questions, eight questions, eight questions, eight questions, eight questions. Welcome back to the Eight Questions Show, the God and Demons series. Today we have a very special guest, a man by the name of Monsignor John Essif. Monsignor was ordained a priest in the Catholic Church in 1953 in the Diocese of Scranton, and he had a quite an adventure while being a priest. Monsignor did an abundance of work with the poor locally in the Scranton area and eventually found his way to South America where he encountered for the first time the demonic. Monsignor Esif was an exorcist in the Catholic Church for many years. Monsignor Esif was one of the few exorcists in the Catholic Church throughout the 50s, 60s, and 70s throughout the United States. He was also the spiritual advisor of Mother Teresa and was advised spiritually by the famous Father Padre Pio. And today on this first question we have, I'm so excited to ask Monsignor Esif. Monsignor, is Satan real? Yes. Oh, yes. You know, uh, Brian, for me, <clears throat> I, 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 I'm looking forward. And when I first met you, I told you I would be very happy to cooperate with you and sharing the knowledge I have with regard to this creature of God. I think the one thing we fail to remember most about this uh, angelic creature is that he is primarily an angel. God made the angelic world. In fact, God made the angelic world before he made the, and we presume that there is a demonic world because he enters into the first book of our Bible in Genesis before the Christian era. And so he comes as an entire creator. And so God, before, long before, and I, I, I happen to believe many eons before the, the the Christian era, God created the angelic world. Mm. And as God, because there is nothing but God, 
God is a father. God is a spirit. God has a son. And we believe that as Christians. God has his fatherhood, his sonship, and he has a spirit that relates them both to each other. Hmm. This God, and there is nothing but God, only God exists, and he long existed before all things, and he will exist after all things. He is the only being who is responsible for himself. There never was any time before him, nor will there be any time after him. God then decides he's going to create an angelic world. <clears throat> and he makes the individual angel. Human beings, we, we depend on multiplication. We multiply. Human beings fertilized each other. We can, we can become one pair that can turn out to be a flock of people. One family can turn out to be a whole family of mankind. Mankind multiplies himself because he is, he multiplies as he does, as do the animals. So the animals can multiply and so can mankind because man is half animal. But man is also half spirit. God is creating. Now, God decides he's going to make a specifically unique creation called angels. And he creates them in three orders, seraphim, cherubim, and thrones. There are three orders of angels. They are the highest form of angelic creation. Then he creates them dominions and virtues and powers. And then he creates them principalities, archangels, and angels. There are nine choirs of angels. How do we know that? We read them in the Bible. Because there are dominions, there are virtues, there are powers, there are thrones, seraphim, cherubim. They are the highest form of God's creation. And then there are the principalities, archangels, and angels as the lower form of angelic. How many are there? Millions and millions. Every human being in this world has a guardian angel. So when you look at mankind, there are seven billion human beings in this world, at this time, on this planet. If you look at each one of them, when God made them, he created them unique, specific, and individual. So God is in his creation of mankind. 
he, he made, if, if he has seven billion human beings on the face of the earth, there will be seven billion angels to accompany them. That's not to talk about all the other kind of angels that he may have made. Wow. And so there, there are huge numbers of angels. And are there how many demons? There, there is an indication from scripture that a third of them fell in the fall of the angels so that we have the angelic fall. That That's where demons came from. We don't know the test to which they were put. They were brought before all of them. Angels are now going to be put just as Adam and Eve were. They were put to the test. And they weren't going to as free-willed because the angelic world has far more than even mankind a freedom to accept or reject his will for them. He made them and he's going to expect something from them in, in relationship with them. I created you and I want you to keep my commandments. And what they, those were, we don't know. There is a, a test that various theologians have thought about. And one, her birthday is today. And that is Mary, who is the mother of God. God is fashioning this creature. And so beautiful did he make this creation. He put virtue after virtue, blessing after blessing, power after power in this, in this creature. And the response from the angelic world was magnificence, mm. beauty. And they looked at this creature of God. How could he put so many gifts into one human being? And she was a human being, far below their order of creation. But when Lucifer, the head of the angels, and the, the one who had been given the most talent, saw who she was and what she was as, but he wanted her for himself. Ah. And he's, that was the test for him. Uh, there are other uh, tests that they could have been put to. But that's, that's one of the tests that a theologian came up with. So Lucifer I, was frustrated with all of these gifts endowed upon the Virgin Mary. And that could have been the thing that ultimately made him fall out of the grace of God. Yes. But, one, but for his position, wow. I want her for myself. And, and to, 
to want this creature for himself it was not of the plan of God. God said, I have a different role for her. She is going to be someone else in my creation. Wow. Monsignor, I want to ask you a question about Satan and God's creation of Satan. And I'm very... I'm very curious on what your answer going to, is, is going to be to this question. So God created all, right? And you, and Lucifer was, as you said, was given the most talent. I think if I'm not mistaken, he was head of music. Um, from a, what, what happened to Lucifer to turn against God? And when in terms of if the creation was known, being that angels are of God, what sinfulness did was Lucifer created with to make him imperfect to be in heaven? I'm not sure I understand your question, but if I understand it correctly, what specific gift did he have that made him such a such a, a magnificent creature. He was given the most power. Given the most power. He had the most power. He was given of the all most the power. angels. Okay. And when God gave So in an angelic world, Satan has the most power. Got it. And with that being said, I, I, I don't want. I don't want to say what I I, I, I want to say, but it's like, with, was that known from from God's standpoint that knowing so that he God was going knew, to God knew how much power he was giving to Satan exactly. because all power comes from God, and He created him. So in that creation, He had to take somewhat of His own power to create him. Wow. Um, in other words. I have more than you. And that's why, in, in other words, if it comes to a battle between God and Satan, God is always going to be the, the victor. Uh, and that's what happened on Calvary. Jesus is the Son of God, and they were locked in this eternal battle. And death was the triumph of, the, of Satan over our first parents. Our first parents were uh, so um, overcome by sin and Satan and death that they, they were dead for all those thousands, tens of thousands and eons of years hmm. before he, 2000, 22 years ago, came along, Jesus. And he's the first one who overcame the power of Satan and sin and death. With my follow-up question to that is, God is perfect. So do you, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that that was a mistake of God, knowing that this was going to happen, right? So how would you classify giving that much power to Lucifer, knowing that it could be, it could be uh, used against him. Used against him. Right. 
It's a mystery. Really, is. why did God give Lucifer so much power? But he wanted him to have it. Exactly. And he wanted him to, to be able to misuse it. And he did um, misuse it. Now, what the, what the particular test was, some say this. I particularly like this, that God was so in love with mankind because of that love that God had for all of mankind. When he created mankind, this magnificent creature, half animal, half spirit, and he put them together and created them in the garden, and they were overcome by sin and Satan and death. That, that was the pronouncement. Could, could you read that for us? Absolutely. Uh, that account of where God creates mankind and mankind, as well as the angelic world, was put to the test. You, and the particular test that mankind had was not to eat of the fruit of the tree of good and evil. It's, you know what's funny? Just a very, very quick comment. As he's sitting here talking about tests, wow, this, this makes me think how, how smart God could be, right? <laughs> so it's like, yeah. so, so it's like, okay, he gave Lucifer this power knowingly, knowing that he is going to be casted out of heaven to come on earth. He created right. mankind and he loved mankind so much. He couldn't make us too perfect because it's more, it's easy for us to just follow God without any type of temptation. So with God, so with God giving Lucifer the power, giving the, giving, knowing that he's going to misuse it, coming down to earth and Satan is trying to get us to, to sin and go along with him Correct. by getting saved is you, you, you resist the temptation of Satan. So then now you're into this realm you're, 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 you're now saved and you can be able, you're able to enter heaven once right. your time is done, done on this earth. See, the question was asked, who is the demon? Who is this demon? Right. Well, this is the demon that God made into this angelic world. And he has, he has fallen from this world. He has failed in this test, whatever that test might have been, because mm -hmm. we don't know what that was. Right. But we do know that mankind was put to a similar test. Absolutely. So in Genesis chapter 3, we find ourselves in the Garden of Eden. Now the snake was the most cunning of all the wild animals that the Lord God had made. He asked the woman, did God really say you shall not eat from any of the trees in the garden? The woman answered the snake, we may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, it is only about the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden that God said, you shall not eat it or even touch it or else you will die. See, the consequence is death. Yes. The consequence of the angelic is hell. Interesting. That's where they're going to be plunged into. Huh. But the consequence that, that this, it, it not they weren't going to end life. They were going to continue in this hellish 
existence forever. A different dimension. Correct. I see. But the snake said to the woman, you certainly will not die. God knows well that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God's. Can you push a pause button there? Please. What do you know about Satan now? He's a liar. And that's what Jesus called him. A liar and the father of lies. He, he's, he knows very clearly that they're going to die if they eat that fruit. Because God said so. But he said, you are not going to die. Do you get it? Yes. What's his nature? To lie. Deceit. Deceit. God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like gods who know good and evil. The woman saw that the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eyes and the tree was desirable for gaining wisdom. So she took some of its fruit, ate it, and she also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were opened and they knew that they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made loincloths for themselves. The consequence was an immediate. They, did they die immediately? Did they eat the apple and then die or whatever that fruit was? No. Whatever it was. No, they didn't die immediately. They were able to reflect of what did happen. And then we get later on the consequences of their death. There's they're, they're uh, breaking the commandment of God. Would you like me to go right to the consequences? Yes. Sure. Then the Lord God said to the snake, because you have done this, cursed are you among all the animals, tame or wild. On your belly you shall crawl, and dust you shall eat all the days of your life. I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and hers. You will strike at, they will strike at your head, while you strike at their heel. To the woman, he said, I will intensify your toil in childbearing. In pain, you shall bring forth children. Yet your urge shall be for your husband and he shall rule over you. Shall I continue? Please. To the man, he said, because you listened to your wife and ate from the tree about which I command you, you shall not eat from it. Cursed is the ground because of you. In toil you shall eat its yield all the days of your life. Thorns and thistles it shall bear for you, and you shall eat the grass of the field. By the sweat of your brow you shall eat bread until you return to the ground from which you were taken. For you are dust, and to dust you shall return. They're eventually, they're going to die, but not before they live a life of misery in this world. And so the consequences are not happiness and peace as they would have had and could have had if they followed the command of God, but their consequence is misery. They have their, Eve has the suffering of seeing her first son kill his brother. Cain kills Abel. Yeah. You know, the, that, Ang anger and envy between their children. I wonder how many parents see the 
consequence uh, of this kind of suffering in their lives to 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 have their children con the conflict that, that exists between instead of the harmony and peace absolutely someone senior if i were to sum up this question because i want to get on to the next question right yes. after this satan is a fallen angel but Correct. he is a very powerful fallen angel yes. and the demons effectively are other angels that sided with him and as a result were cast into hell but what we just read in genesis infers that they will come into this world and toy with us and deceive us almost out of a frustration yep. that they have towards us is that a good summation of what yes what yes. we came up with today and and because there's no love between them you know have you ever wondered why it's so difficult to cast out devils because mm -mm. they don't want to go back to hell mm. and say they fail ah. because there's such a beating waiting for them there's no friendship in hell they hate each other and they all hate one another. There is no friendship in hell. Wow. There's no love there. You know, you say, well, yeah, yay, you, you gained another one. No, there, there's con con constant, don't take us back there. I don't want to go there. Is, is, is there, that's really one of the reasons why it's so difficult. I never send uh, a, 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 a demon directly back to hell. Why? Because Jesus didn't. He, he, he knew what he was doing. And he, he much more than others. You know, when, when I send people to, when I send the demon as a consequence, where do I cast him? to the cross, and I let Jesus send them wherever he wants. Wow. By the sign of the cross, and in the name of Jesus, I cast you out, and I ask you to go right now to Jesus on the cross. Be gone, and he has to go there. So this is gonna be very good when we get to later questions where we ask about the actual process Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. Absolutely. So the next question we have for you, so we'll, we'll wrap it up here, Monsignor. The next question to conclude this episode is, is there a difference between sinfulness and possession? We will see you all on the next episode of the A Question Show. On the next episode of the A Question Show. Possession is the relationship between myself and the demon. <laughs> so that when I have a relationship with the demonic it means either that i have in some way contracted this or denied this